Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. Hope you guys all had a wonderful two weeks. Uh, these are our bi-weekly porpoisodes, so um, we are here bi-weekly. Usually, hopefully, we try our best. Sometimes life happens. But our porpoisodes are inspired by porpoises because they're little, short, more compact episodes. Um, and today we're going to be covering a dense topic but we're going to be doing it very quickly so we will be leaving out a lot of details but there is a lot of information on the internet that you guys can look into more but before we get started how's everybody doing today i'm having a good day except for Bodie dislocated his toe ew okay i got the voice memos about that and i made him throw up and die yeah he's like fully fine now but it was like pretty bad that's no bueno. Yeah, um, within like a day of Maddie having her dog dis, uh, dislocating his toe, Peaches, my dog, got a massive tick. And then I found the second one. Um, oh, did I not tell you that? It was on the floor. It was on the floor. <laughs> so I had to Google the life cycle of a tick because I was like, oh, fuck, what's about to happen here? So it turns out she had two females on her that were the largest ticks I've ever seen, maybe I'm going to throw up and die. The one that was on the ground, so what they do is they, they attach to something, they suck their blood, they fall off, and then this is like what, like in between their like baby stage and their like breeding stage, and then they go attached to a bigger prey thing, like a deer or me, for example. Rude. <laughs> um, and then they get ready to lay eggs. Um, and I know, so I caught them just before they laid, like we're about to lay eggs. And I, I just feel so bad for peaches because I'm like, that's disgusting. Um, and she's mad at me because she had to take a bath. But it was the nastiest thing. She's never had a tick in her life. And we had two. And I was like, I, and it's because I live in the forest. And also, too, it turns out that I didn't have her on the right sort of flea and tick preventative. It was only a flea preventative. Oh. Um, so everybody who has your dog, double check that you it's a flea and tick, not just fleas. Yeah, I saw the tick and it was, um, um, how do you say, like engorged. <laughs> it wasn't gorgeous. Poor, poor Peaches had a lesbian uh, pair of uh, ticks on her. <laughs> she had two females on her. <laughs> I named one Farticus. Farticus. Why did you name it? Why did you name it? No. Because everyone <laughs> asked me what, to, what I would name it. What no. should we name the other one? No, don't name them. There's a weird. Have you have you guys seen that weird? There's a weird trend of people like killing ticks by by like like injecting them with hydrogen peroxide. It's so weird. What? Like while they're on something? <laughs> yeah, the idea. It's so it's so bizarre. But there are people that like they they'll like they'll get they'll find a tick and then they'll like they'll either they'll fill a syringe with like hydrogen peroxide you know something that you could pick up at the drugstore and then just they would kill them by just injecting it into them and then they just yeah I erica you should try that well i don't i'm hoping we're not gonna have any more ticks good so yeah and actually i don't i don't recommend you try it because it's very messy what ha what it's very messy does it just explode Yes. Ew. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> oh my god. This conversation took a turn. The, it, these conversations always take a turn. Actually, they let me do. say. 
Yeah. And it's funny because right now we're doing, we're recording like several backup episodes for inevitably when busy season rolls around and we don't have something like because everyone's busy. Um, and I was just like, I'm like, damn, like we're going to run out of these little topics to talk about. And I feel like the the first couple minute topics, but we did not. Hey. We will not. And we did not. And we will not. <laughs> we will not. Okay. So I guess on that note, we'll move on to our topic. I don't. <laughs> is Lolita also known as Tokite. She is a Southern resident killer whale. She's a member of L-Pod. Um, for those of you, I'm sure most of our listeners know about the Southern resident killer whales because that's what this whole podcast used to be about. And if you are interested in learning more, go back to like the first like 50 episodes because they were all mostly Southern resident focused. Um, but um, Lolita is a member of L-Pod and she was captured during the pen code captures in 1970 in Puget Sound, Washington. Um, they estimated her to be about four years old um, and she was one of seven orcas uh, that were captured and sold to Oceanarium and Marine Parks. Um, and she has a permanent residence at, at the Miami Sea Aquarium in Florida. Um, and there's a kind of a lot that's that's going on with that. So obviously, I'm sure many of our listeners and and we did get um, some questions about captivity, doing a full-on episode about captivity, and we will do that. But we're just going to talk about Lolita today, and we'll dive into the other stuff. So we're going to kind of steer clear of the like whales and captivity t- debate for right now, but. Um, yeah, so Lolita lives by herself. She is no longer able to perform anymore. Um, and from what I read, she's in a tank that's like 38 feet long or 30 something feet long. The minimum that you're supposed to have for an orca is 48 feet, which is a little ridiculous considering that they're about 25 to 30 feet themselves and that in the wild they can travel like a hundred miles in a day so it's a little nuts um but she lives at the miami seaquarium um and she's been there since the 70s her mother is well at the time that we're recording which is january 16th 2023 which who knows because the southern resident population goes up and down all the time but at on the day that we are recording her mom is presumed to be alive um and so she still has family members out there now there's a lot of people out there with like a lot of debate on do we release her do we not release her um I know Keiko was like a whale that was released and there's a lot of controversy on that because he was never seen feeding himself like even in the wild he let people ride him um and it was a lot of money and resources that went into this one whale versus potentially a lot of money going into general cause to save more whales as a whole so there's a lot that goes into this um i'll let one of you guys jump in but that's just kind of a brief history on lolita she's a southern resident killer whale she was caught in the pen cove captures and now she's living in the miami sea aquarium in florida and she's by herself but i feel like i've seen photos of her with pacific white-sided dolphins occasionally yeah she's gotten into a couple fights with them though they have they've they've, their relationship between them have been in the past kind of been very aggressive you know they would kind of 
just kind of because you know because you know these are two wildly different you know these are two completely different species of cetacean and you know since they're together often they it wasn't it wasn't necessarily uncommon for them to get into fights there was she was um for a little while she was with a uh another orca named that was named hugo and he was another southern resident that was captured before the pen cove um but he died uh a little um but he died like i think a few years after like just a couple of years of of uh performing in the same tank and it's and it's presumed that he he uh he died from self-inflicted uh injuries and but yeah but then ever since yeah she's just been kind of by herself um with you know white-sided dolphins you know you know coming in and then coming out because often they haven't they don't really last very long in that tank Did you have more you want to add, Liam? Because I just have sort of some general information and then um, updates on her status as of like current. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So it, I guess. So I guess for those for those of you uh, who probably don't know, so the pet, so the uh, the if the capture that that where Tokite was or yeah Tokite was captured or Skyla Chaktanat was captured they uh that was just that was just one of several that had been happening over the past like you know 20 you know 20 years at that point because it was around the 1950s with some of the some of the first two um there was a few orcas that were cat that were captured um I, i'm not going to go into like the full detail on it as you know that's something that's like for an entire um entire episode but basically there were a few orca um captures in the early 1950s and then through that uh an industry you know the marine park industry could be formed where it was like okay we could you know we can make profit off of this and then also you had the scientists who were like we can use you know captivity to our advantage and then that just that kind of spawned this whole industry of just capturing these whales and then you know and then puget sound which you know people used to shoot the whales basically all the time it then just kind of became this hub to just kind of take both southern residents and transients uh i'm not sure if any offshores were, were captured um i wouldn't be surprised but it mostly was just between the transients and the re and the southern residents and then eventually you know pen cove was really the last big capture for the southern residents and then that's that's what kind of sparked the whole protest just because of something you know, this it was the one that was the most publicly witnessed because of of carcasses showing up on people's property, and that kind of sparked the movement that eventually got you know captures outlawed. And and yeah, Tokate has been kind of has been performing in Miami Seaquarium ever since. And in terms of the um, of the debate to get her out, there's a couple there's a couple of options. Some people suggest it's it's best just to like. To just take her out i mean everyone unanimously agrees that she should be taken out um but it's kind of different where she should go so some people believe that it's best if she goes to sea world orlando and spend the rest of her life there just because the tank is like not illegal uh in terms of in terms of uh in terms of you know size and then there's the uh the project in 
in uh, here in uh, in uh, in Puget Sound or not not here since I'm not in Puget Sound, but it's like there's there's the project that's the idea that a, a sanctuary kind of uh, sanctuary like a developed sanctuary could be built for her up in Orcas Island, and then there's um, there's the idea of like potential, and then you have like some weird in betweens where it's like you know the sanctuary could be built, but she could also possibly be released with with l pod which um which is her pod where her mother presumably is and then you know there's the risk but then you know there's the risk of her making them sick or them making her sick and then there's and then there's the whale sanctuary wanted to play into this but kind of yeah there's just this debate on what should happen with her um which maddie you will i think uh, you can uh, go in, you think uh, you can i think you can go into um I'm going to interject really quick. So the Whale Sanctuary Project is the one that's led by Lori Marino. Um, and last I checked, I believe, let's see, I'm looking now because um, they, okay, that's right. Yes. So um, they are creating, it's not going to be on Orcas Island. It's going to be um, on Nova Scotia on the Port Hilford Bay. Um, so we'll, we can like put a link there. Um, but yeah, like the one thing that they, like, uh, one of the points that it, that gets brought up a lot is that potentially these whales can bring in diseases to like already existing whales. And for example, if we like reintroduced, you know, Lolita back into, or Tokite, which is what the First Nations know her as, um, back into the wild, she could potentially uh, have a lot of diseases or have some sort of disease that get back to the southern residents and there's like a lot of like airborne diseases that like we think that you know just humans can get um but like um I was just watching a video and this lady was talking about this it was a video about Lolita and she was saying that her ferrets like just got over having COVID like there's a whole lot that we don't know about a lot of pathogens and how it transmits and so it's a little bit risky to do that um yeah, so it's a, it's a highly complex issue. And also, too, it's like, is it safely done? Is this a good use of resources? Like, obviously, her life sucks, like, as is. But it's like, what can we do to make it better that's going to have the most long-term benefit for everyone? Like, the situation just sucks. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no one solution that's going to make everybody happy. And honestly, like, there really is no ideal solution because... You know, I think I was reading somewhere that if a whale has been in captivity for two years, they like deem it non-releasable, which sounds kind of crazy to me. Um, but yeah, like, and who's to say her family would accept her or that she would even know, like, it's crazy. But I'll, yeah. Matt, I'll let you jump in here. Which if I could just interject just one more thing, sorry, I kind of, I, I didn't, I don't know if I explained it very well, but I was, there was, there is a separate sanctuary project for her. There's the, the Nova Scotia one was the, was that other, was the one that I was that that was the other one with the whale sanctuary. That was the whale sanctuary project. But there is another sanctuary project that was oh. that from the Lummi from the Lummi tribe, which is the, oh. tribe from the okay. Pacific Northwest. They do have a proposal to build a whale sanctuary in at Orcas Island. And I am what I think what I meant to say was that the the Nova Scotia whale sanctuary is. Adv is is advocating for the Orcas Island sanctuary for Tokate yeah. as well as their own sanctuary for just whales in general for just that's why thank you for clarifying yes yeah yeah I saw that as I saw that as well um because the Lummi Nation 
Like, I think their ultimate goal would be to have her back in the Salish Sea, maybe in a sea pen and not like fully released to, into the Southern resident pods, but um, they are getting like information and resources from the the Whale Sanctuary Project, the Nova Scotia one, um, just because yeah, yeah. that project has been shown to be successful. Um, and then to your point, Erica, too, of like with the diseases and everything, it is like, it's just the whole story of Lolita is very sad. And like, if you, if I personally get really into it, like I could totally cry. It's really, and I've known about it for some time. Even my mom was like, oh my God, like that whale's still in the bathtub, you know, like, and my mom's not really up on these current events, but um, so it is, yeah, overall, it's just a really sad story. But if, you know, of all the different solutions of her being released back to, since the Southern resident population is so critically endangered, it's like, is it worth it to risk introducing a disease that could affect like the whatever less than 80 individuals that are left in that population. So um, I think these are all things to consider. Some of the solutions I did see just in my uh, research of what's going on with her currently um, would be like the Lummi Nation's proposal of bringing her to Orcas Island, but keeping her in a sea pen. And then what seemed more likely to happen um, for her kind of situation would be to either, yeah, move her to SeaWorld Orlando or to, I think they're working on maybe building her like an actual legal sized tank because even um, the depth of her current tank is no deeper than 20 feet. And that's like bigger or that's- Which is like, crazy. Like she's that's, not, less than the, that's less than the length of my deck. Yeah, so like, she that's can't- like 25 like, feet. It's crazy. Right, yeah, so she can't like go vertically and be underwater like if that makes sense so anyway yeah she's just like living in terrible conditions and then just to kind of cover a few things from like general information about lolita that you guys maybe skipped over here um she as of i don't know and maybe this has updated but there's another killer whale named corky i think i saw something that like corky maybe died but there's a killer whale named corky at SeaWorld san diego who is like known as the oldest captive killer whale, but Lolita is the second oldest. She's about 57 years old, we think. And she was purchased for $20,000, which at the time, like in today's dollars is $150,000. I just thought that was an interesting fact. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, it's just sad that people were buying whales. And like, I think that's still happening. So anyway. It's I was like watching that. It's devastating. That's I... on YouTube. Um, and it was the it was I can't remember what it's called. Um, let me see if I have it here. Uh, Lolita, um, a slave to entertainment or something. Yes, but I've noticed like in the captivity films, they always talk about like the people that were around talk about like the moms, like basically, and the calves and moms like screaming. Um, and then also too, there's like a little bits from like like the same kind of interviews where people are talking about like like that whales were killed in the process of this happening and so they like filled them up with rocks and they sank them That's um because obviously cool. like if they want to to put on this like you know like i this show that the whales are great you should come see the whales and that this is awesome Killing whales doesn't really, that doesn't fit with the agenda, you know? That's what, that yeah, that's what kicked off that movement. I, uh, there, um, yeah, the, but yeah, the, the whole point, Ben Cove was particularly one of the, you know, one of the noticeable ones because like a lot of those, a lot of the bodies, because there were, seven were taken, but I, but there were, 
like, I think, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten. There were like four others that were killed, three others, uh, three halves and, and one, I think, adult. And then, yeah, they just like, they literally cut their, they literally sliced their stomachs open, filled it with rocks to try and, you know, sink them to kind of just cover it up because that was the whole point. And it, you know, it, and the re, and it failed because the bodies ended up washing up, washing up on shore, which I unfortunately had the displeasure of seeing the picture of it. And I will never, that's going to haunt me until I'm in the dirt. So, but yeah, it's absolute, it's absolutely devastating. And it's just the cruelty of it, just the cruel cruelty of it is so frustrating and infuriating me. And it's just like, it's, I, I went, I went, I, I went to the, when I first went up to, to San Juan Island, I went to the Penn Cove and it's just, that whole place is just emotional and it's just an emotional thing. And everyone there is just kind of, you know, bright and, you know, chipper and like, you know, there's no, there's, there's no memorial to the captures at all. It's like, you know, there is no, there's not even a sign that says, Hey, this is where the Penn Cove captures happen. There's nothing, you know, people don't really talk about it. And it's just, it's, it's really devastating and it's, it's heart and it's just heartbreaking that she's still in this situation and there's so much wheel spin. Um, you know, there's no, there's no, there's so much wheel spin because of how much arguing of, you know, what, what is best for her, you know, no one, and especially, you know, the, there should be, the money is technically there because the, the entrepreneurship that came in or the entrepreneur that came in that founded friends of Lolita to, to, uh, to supposedly to get her out of there after a bunch of Miami Seaquarium people were kicked out because of heavy fines that they had to pay after a recent investigation. They should have the money to do it, but like no one is saying, but no one is setting their foot down saying, no, we're going to do this like this because, you know, everyone's trying to please everybody. And unfortunately that is kind of uh, an issue. And, but it's just every single time there's not, <clears throat> nothing's done every single day that nothing is done it's just her situation is just getting worse and and, and worse and it's that you know i everybody finds it like devastating and it sucks yeah. that there's nothing that no one's really that's no one no one's ever no one's taken the initiative to do something effective about it and you know i yeah and so yeah that's that's my short shortened rant yeah <laughs> I, um, I know Maddie had some more information on um, updates with the ownership of the aquarium and what that may mean. So Maddie, do you want to share that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me jump back in. And then um, I think just to Liam's point, like, I think like the Pencove roundup and all the captures of killer whales in the seventies and before that um, were just so brutal. And I think that's why Lolita is like sort of the poster whale for the anti-captivity debate and um, the argument of releasing her or at least improving her, her living situation. Um, and I really do think she is, uh, she just has so much attention surrounding her. And so that's why I thought it would be not fun necessarily, but interesting to talk about her. Um, oh, and then I did have, before I get into the um, new ownership of Miami Seaquarium, just to touch on her tank mates, she did have that one killer whale Hugo who sadly died. Um, she did live with a short beak common dolphin and a pilot whale during the 1980s and 1990s. 
And it says she presently lives with a pair of Pacific white-sided dolphins, like you said, Erica. But also, like you said, Liam, I think there has been some violence or aggression towards those Pacific white-sided dolphins. I even read something where she, like, maybe launched one out of the tank and, like, killed it, um, which would make sense because they are not typically found together. Um, so, like you guys said, as of March 4th, 2022, Lolita is no longer on public display and she's no longer used in shows. So, you can't even go see her at the Miami Sea Aquarium, and that is because of a license, um, a new license with the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture. So they found her living conditions illegal, unacceptable, and so the Miami Sea Aquarium cannot display her or use her in staged shows. Um, but yeah, so basically what I found, I found an article that came out in December, so just about a month ago, and the headline says, Miami Seaquarium changes its tune on releasing Lolita, the orca, to sanctuary. And this is like pretty profound because uh, for the longest time before the new ownership of the Seaquarium, the original owner who like purchased Lolita or like the family who had been running the Seaquarium wouldn't even like hear like proposals to release her. Like he was like in love with her. And there's like different accounts of like his relationship with her, but like, I mean, you guys know how killer whale people get, but he like, there was no, like, he wouldn't even, you know, um, entertain the idea of re releasing her or moving her. It was like his property. However, the Seaquarium is under new uh, ownership, a company called the Dolphin Company. And basically this guy is saying he's open to the idea of releasing her and actually supports it. And so like, yeah, it's kind of like a new, a new idea with this change in ownership, the plans have changed and let's see. So she's been officially retired from performing. So the CEO is Eduardo Albor. And he reportedly said that the Marine Park is 100% committed to the efforts to transport Lolita to her native waters near Puget Sound, where she was corralled and captured in 1970. Um, it's interesting though, that he, that this, like the tune has changed, so to speak, because, um, Lolita's health is kind of in decline. It's kind of been going up and down. Um, uh, the last reports say she is kind of healthy, um, but she's getting older, like her in her age, she's towards the end of her lifespan, uh, being around 57 years old. So basically the, um, this guy, Eduardo Albor, who is now in charge of the Miami secret Seaquarium and owns it is like paying more money than he's making off of Lolita. And for the longest time, Lolita was like the headliner. Lolita brought in the dollars. Lolita was the cash cow. And that's why they wanted to keep her around um, because she was making the Seaquarium so much money. But now, on top of vet bills, medications, regular checkups, and all sorts of things, she's actually just like costing the Seaquarium a lot of money. And so it makes sense within that context that the Seaquarium would now all of a sudden be um, willing to consider releasing her, which whether, whatever the reasons, I still think it's exciting and there is some traction on this movement towards releasing her. But basically that's kind of like the update of her status because for the longest time there's been protests there's still daily protests, or not daily, um, weekly protests in front of the Miami Seaquarium from organizations like Friends of Toki. Uh, 
that are protesting, you know, her release and how it's cruel and PETA is involved and all this stuff and, and all this controversy. Um, but there was really no traction of her. And now with the new ownership, there kind of is. And even though it has to do with probably his company's bottom line, um, it's still maybe going to help Lolita's welfare in the long run. So we will see. Yes. So we will see what happens with Lolita. Um, no idea yet, but that is the update as of, I'm going to say it, January 16th, 2023. I think I did mention that we are recording these a little bit. Uh, I, I Did I mention that in the last one? No, I mentioned that in this one. Yeah, yeah. We're recording a lot of episodes tonight. So <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so that's the update on Lolita. So as of January 16th, 2023. Okay, we hope you guys all have a lovely week and join us next time. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.